right, ladies and gents, it's that time. Turn up your speakers, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and Lefko Podcast. Here's your host, Adam Lefko and Chris Sims. Oh, yes. Can you believe this is the 10th episode of the Sims and Lefko Podcast? Wow, I really can. 10. Wow. Were you being serious or are you being facetious? No, I really can. I'm 10 shocked. episodes. Yeah. That is a testament to our producer, Josh Fendrick, for keeping us on track for 10 episodes. We've had some, but we should have done a best of, best of the top 10. It's incredible. <laughs> I feel like a child. We have a 10-year-old child. I'm a little distracted right now. I'm currently watching Everton, West Ham, and penalty kicks. Right. You could care less. Oh, could care less. But if I start yelling, we are in like the seventh round. This is crazy. Yes. Um, I, 90 I, minutes, and they couldn't figure out who could win, so now they got to go to the boring-ass penalty kicks. Sims, you're not a soccer fan. I am, but I could, not this time of the year. When do you football care? World Cup? Football only. No, I. This I is even, football. I don't even like world. I'm world Club. I, I would much rather watch club, club premiership, La Liga, Serie. I'd much wow. rather watch. Wow, yeah. listening to him rattling off, so. rattling it off names, and that is going to be the theme of the early part of this podcast is right. names. We're going to have Michael Felder on a little bit. College football championship last night, epic. Epic. Ohio State, first ever playoff. We'll break that down. I want to hear, Felder is also a fashion guy, so I want to talk about crop tops because I think that's that's some badass stuff. I was wondering why nobody said anything to Zeke Elliott last night. Is that like, He's been doing it all year. Has he? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Uh, first, uh, I, I want him to read this off because we spent so much time last week talking about um, that tweet from Andrea Buscemi. Oh, right. And hot hot Italian girl. Hot Italian girl named Andrea Buscemi. Well, Andrea Buscemi tweeted us after the show. He listened to the podcast. Right. She listened to the podcast. I I just blew it. You just blew it. Well, yeah. So so when Sims answered the question, I tweeted at uh, Andrea Buscemi to let, at the time, what I thought was a her know that Sims had answered the question. And then shortly after the podcast, we got a tweet that said, uh, at Sims and Lefko, I just heard it now, and actually, I'm not a girl. In Italy, Andrea is like Andrew in the U.S., <laughs> so Chris's wife was right, flirty. Flirty. Oh, man. That's great stuff. You just hit on Andrew Buscemi. Yeah. Hey, Andrew, uh, Lefko said I was flirty, not my wife. My <laughs> wife is concerned that I'm flirty because we have a little thing here in America called man code that oh. Adam Lefko didn't follow. So wait, here we are. He's hitting on men named Andrew Buscemi, and I'm the one taking the heat for That's it. That's what they do in Europe, don't they? I don't know. A lot of hand signals? I don't know. <laughs> it made me think, though, there's a few things I want to combine. I want to combine, A, the fact that you thought it was Andrea, and two – your inability to say certain NFL players' names. Sure. I'm always fascinated by it. So I want to play a game, so I'm going to need a little bit of music. I know you're going to make a phone call, but let's get a little bit of music. I'm going to show you a name of an NFL player, and you're going to try and pronounce it. Okay? <laughs> I want to start this podcast off really big. So we're going to start off with some familiar faces that we know that you don't know. Okay? First one. Brian Arakpo. Brian Arakpo. How do you typically say it? I usually add an A between the K and the A and the P and the O, so I say Arakapo. All right. Second one, an oldie but a goodie. Oh, good old Haloti Nada. Haloti Nada. is silent. Typically pronounced what? Ngata. Ngata. That's a good one from Sims. All right. Now, oh, all right. He's coughing. Sims is still battling the, uh, the Ebola virus. The Hiv. All right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Former Cincinnati Bengal receiver... Oh, TJ, who's your mama, Hushmanzada? TJ Hushmanzada. I know that one. I'm very impressed right now. All right, now, current cornerback for the New York Giants. Oh, Prince Amukamara. Josh, he's doing better than I expected. I'm killing it. This is really good. All right, next up, former defensive end for the New York Giants. Oh, O.C. Yuminyora. Yes, wow. I know that one, too. I feel like, can you hear me? Okay, there we go. Yeah, you're okay. okay. Uh, by the way, Everton just lost in penalty kicks. I am destroyed. Oh, darn it. I'm really Don't heartbroken. Watch your mouth. All right, current defensive tackle for the Carolina Panthers. Oh, Star Lotulele. I'm killing it. You guys are you're so You're unbelievable right now. Yes. No, I'm not embarrassed. I'm, I'm proud of you. Okay, thanks. I put on my CBS announcer hat on for the <laughs> <laughs> Safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, Troy Palomalu. Tackle for the Buffalo Bills. This one I think I got Cyrus Quanjo. And defensive tackle for the Detroit Lions. 
Oh, Adamakan Hold on, say it again. Adamakan So you get the last one wrong. After all that, you how do you say wrong. that one? Adamakan. Adamakan. I'm gonna. I don't know how to operate this. Nope. Well, we can just. Nope. Leave hold on. Nope. Uh, here. Nope. Oh, there we go. I got the music off. Josh is outside calling Fedrick. Uh, excuse me. He's calling uh, our our main man Felder. Uh, that's pretty good. You got all the names right. I did all right. You know what I've realized? Um. I was uh, listen. I was watching the broadcast last night. Why is Tim Tebow always yelling on the broadcast? Do you ever notice that? I, I did not watch the broadcast from that. You did watch the game, though. I, yes, I just I didn't watch pregame. I didn't, you know, I got home. I walked the dog. I helped the kids get ready for bed, and mm. it was eight thirty. And I watched, you know, just watched. I, I don't want to hear the pregame show or any right. analysis because you're so damn cool. Yes, Thanks. pretty much. Speak- but I did notice that Tebow was over there on the. Ohio State sidelines probably getting the play calls that from JT Barrett there because I'm sure it's all the same scene, uh, system. Oh, from Urban. Yes, so I did notice that. Speaking of cool guys, Michael Felder, college football expert for Bleacher Report, one of the funniest people I've ever met on Twitter in the bleachers. Uh, Felder, you are in – I mean, this is big time. Sims and Lefko podcast, congratulations. This is some serious shit. I know. I just want to be like, Mama, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you officially made it. What's up, Felder? Hey, Felder, I don't know. Lefko just used his cuss word. but Oh, yeah, we have a rule around here, Felder. Everyone is allowed one curse word. You can use it whenever you want. You just have to tell us that you're going to use it, and then we will celebrate it. Well, I don't even know how to cuss like that because they just come out of my mouth, but I'm going to try and keep it clean like regular radio. I love it. I love it. Way to go. Yeah, we're really proud of you. All right, I, I want to ask you, uh, we were talking about crop tops earlier. Felder uh, told me on Twitter last night right. that he is going to get really, really tight. He's going to tighten up the body, and he's going to wear crop tops on camera, maybe for the draft. Can we expect crop tops for the draft out of you? Yeah, I'm going to get my body right. Um, starting tomorrow, salads, a lot of kale. Really going to get my body right, get it tight, look good. Crop top city, baby. Um I'm gonna be looking like like a like a ni- late '80s, mid '90s college football player, like yeah. a guy that played at Colorado in '93, '94. Rashawn Salam, you're gonna look like that. The well, the, my you, body's gonna be right, gonna you, be tight. Yeah, I'll uh, believe that uh, when I see it because uh, <laughs> I've seen you and you like food. You like food way too much, so. Uh, I, but I would pay to see you in the crop top right now, so don't worry. <laughs> I don't get any crop tops right now, to be fair. I mean, plus I got a little bit of belly. That just means I love myself a little bit. Mm. My wife loves me too. So, I mean, I look good. So, wait, I just, so let's just ask him some general things. I want to know what he thought about the game. First of all, who did you think was going to win? And don't give us some like, oh, well, I had Ohio State. Who the hell did you think was going to win that game before? Adam Lefko knows exactly what I thought. He thought Ohio it was State. Ohio State. Okay, so he thought Ohio State. And then what were your yep. impressions of the game? Let me just hear what you what you got to say. Um, well, honestly, when I watched that football game, uh, a couple of things stood out to me. One, Ohio State played sloppy football, especially in the first half when they were just giving the ball away. And then in the second half, the phantom fumble that they again gave to Oregon. But their defense got their back consistently. I thought that the biggest adjustment that Ohio State made was midway, a little midway going closer to the second quarter. Uh, when literally through the first quarter, getting into the second quarter, when they stopped Joey Bosa and the rest of their defensive linemen from getting upfield, right. and they stopped going, they stopped running past the quarterback. They started running to the quarterback, forcing him to stay in the pocket. They started squeezing. Michael Bennett was squeezing. I thought Adolphus Washington played a game that not enough people are giving him big time props for squeezing the pocket. And then I thought the defensive backs did a good job of taking away his first read. Because one thing that I noticed was if you took away his first read, then he did a little double pat on the football, started looking all over the place, got a little wide eyed, and he looked to move out of the pocket. And once they started squeezing that pocket, he didn't have anywhere to go. And it wasn't that they were getting sacks, he was still finding ways to escape. But he's a little out of sorts, and then obviously his accuracy suffered because of that. Right. Is Urban Meyer the best college football coach in America right now? Well, uh, I mean, I, I think Nick Saban's a hell of a coach, man. Yeah. I think those two guys, to me, quite honestly, Saban and Meyer belong kind of on their own level. Right. And then after that, we can talk about the D'Antonios and the Jimbo Fishers and the yeah. Gary Patterson and whoever else. But I think those two guys – they kind of see that they, they epitomize. And if Pete Carroll is still coaching in college, he'd probably belong in that same stratosphere. But 
we're talking about those two guys that really epitomize the BCS era, and then now, obviously, the uh, college football playoff era. Felder Hall, I want to get back to something really quick. You just said you had a wife. I mean, did, you had a surprise marriage, right? It wasn't a surprise to me. I knew it was coming. Um, <laughs> well, I didn't know. I, I mean, we saw you for the Christmas party, and then all of a sudden you're married. That was amazing. I mean, I was so proud of you. Yeah, I'm excited, man, to be married. It's, it's pretty chill, dude. Um, you know, we got married at one of my best friend's houses, uh, dinner afterwards, and, you know, the whole deal is, it was cool. I, just, I spent the last year going to a bunch of friends' weddings and the fanfare and the whole deal, and I said, we said, you know what, that's not us. Let's not do it. We got engaged, and nobody knew we were even engaged because we got engaged in the kind of in the middle of the night when I was baking, and she woke up and came downstairs, and I said, hey, this is what we're going to be doing for the rest of our lives, and I got down on a knee and proposed to her with I had the had the ring and everything. And what were you baking? I figured I was making carrot cake for her birthday, actually. Oh, wow! Yeah, I'm gonna tell you what you want. You want to, you want to get some jacked up forearms? You just use you put carrots on a microplane and grate enough carrots to make a carrot cake. That'll give you some jacked up forearms. Good tip. Good tip. Do you have any advice for Felder now that he's a married man? Yeah, stop cooking. And let your wife do it. <laughs> no, I like, the, I like the food to be good, man. I know. I, you know, I just can't even fathom that because only thing I know how to do is put uh, Lego waffles in the Wait, what iron. kind of waffles? Ego, Lego, Lego, Lego of my Ego. <laughs> you said Lego? Lego waffles? I did. See, that's what happens when you're a dad. I got Legos in my head and Ego waffles. So it was a yes. That's Listen, amazing. All I know how to make is Lego waffles. Hey, man, they are the hardest-to-eat waffles you will ever have. All right, serious question, though, back to football. You have probably watched a lot more Marcus Mariota than Sims or I have had. Uh, NFL team calls you up and says, is this guy going to be an NFL quarterback? What is your answer? I think I got three things. Uh, no, you know what? I'm going to say four. four. I got four things. Number one. He is apparently the nicest person in the history, in the history of the planet. Mm. And I think NFL teams will take that how they want to. I think he's the nicest. They say he's the nicest person. Everyone has covered him. Obviously, you guys work with Nelson. Everyone knows that he's just a great guy all around, which you can take it how you want it. The number two thing, high potential. I think he's got the second most potential of any quarterback in this draft. I think Brett Hundley still the highest ceiling out of everybody. Just a little bit bigger than Mariota, a little stronger arm than Mariota with good speed. But Mariota, great speed, good arm, the ability, uh, I think, to develop into a big-time player. And then the other two things that I have, one, accuracy issues. Can he fit the ball into small windows, especially when he's under duress or has been moved off his spot? And then the other one, and this is something that I think is a legitimate question, and said, I'd love to hear your answer to this. Can he do it when it gets hard? And that's something that... I really, I got a question. Can he rise up to the occasion when the football game gets hard? Is he the guy? And, and when you talk about James Winston and all for all of his off the field works, when things get tough, he's the guy that galvanizes that Florida State football team or has galvanized that Florida State football team and pushed them ahead. Even when he wasn't in the game, they looked to him for inspiration and to get out and do it. And I think for Marcus Mariota, seeing him do it when the circumstances aren't ideal when he's not on his A game. I think that that's something that I still have a question mark about. And that's not a knock. I think he's still taking number one. I just think that there are things that he has to answer and things that he has to do in terms of development. Yeah, I, I, I don't look at it as a Marcus Mariota toughness thing. I almost look at it more as a it's a culture in Oregon. I mean, anytime a game gets mm-hmm. tough, they can't seem to win it. Uh, so I, I don't necessarily put on the, the blame on him, more or less the well, way they the way they play. Uh, they play – you know they're front runners. That's what they are. They're the bullies. They're the, everything's great. Oh, we're scoring in two minutes. We're up twenty-one ten. It's high mm-hmm. scoring. This is fun. But as soon as they have a few three and outs, uh, their whole team seems to panic and they don't know what to do. Yes, they cannot That's win ugly. Uh, I am. Uh, I am not as sold on him as you are. Uh, of course, I. You know the athletic ability. Yes, very nice. But uh, he couldn't run a lick last night against Ohio State. So what would make anybody <laughs> think he's going to run in the NFL? And. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm not. I, I got to study the film and everything like that, but I am not sold at it on him as a top tier thrower of the football either. I got to be honest. I was before this. I went to get a cup of water, and there were people in Bleacher Report, 
people that work here, legitimately having discussion who is going to be a better pro, Marcus Mariota or Cardell Jones. That is literally what people are talking about at this point. I think that's a little ridiculous at this I, point. Though. I understand. But yeah. that, isn't that crazy, though? Yes, it is crazy. Uh, but we got crazy people that's in this true. office who don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just say that right there. But I, I understand the Jones. He has all the... The pro potential, the look, all yeah. that, those things. But, man, to say this after three games, uh, and I understand they were impressive, but at no point was he the focal point of the offensive mm. game plan. It was always the Let's running game. And uh, right, uh, who is Felder, who's your comparison for Cardell Jones? And that's a tough one. Um, I think that there's there's some elements, a little bit kind of a flack of maybe Roethlisberger when I look at him in terms of, sure. and obviously I think he's a little more athletic than both of them, but he's got the arm to push you down the field, clearly. Yep. Um, he has that ability to shake guys off, which is a big one. Uh, maybe even Dante Culpepper, I think, would be even worse in terms of that big arm, the ability to shake guys off. He's not going to outrun you, but I tell you what, you better come correct when you oh. get to him because he'll knock you off. The fact that he ran over a nose, a nose tackle last night. Amazing. He, <laughs> looked amazing. At that, he, looked, he looked at old boy and said, hey, man, weight room. Yeah, big time weight room. Let me ask you this. Uh, if you had to, to put all of your money on JT Barrett, Braxton Miller, or Cardell Jones, who's the starting quarterback game one next year? Man, this is a tough one. I think Jay, I think Braxton Miller's gone. I think I've kind of just made that up in my mind that he's going to leave. Uh, I think their offense is better with either Barrett or Cardell Jones at the quarterback spot. Uh, for me, I tell you what, I think JT Barrett works better in this system. I think he's better at handling the zone read. He doesn't make his mind up beforehand. He waits until he what, until he sees what he's looking for and then decides to give or keep. I think he's a better thrower of the football in the intermediate range. But I think Cardell Jones, because he's going to get spring and Barrett's probably going to end up missing spring with the injury, not going to be able to be 100% there. I think Jones gets a leg up in the spring and going into fall camp, that's a tall task for J.T. Barrett. So I think J.T. Barrett works better in the offense. He's like a souped-up version of Kenny Guyton to me. And, but, but Cardell Jones, I think, is going to have a leg up because he's going to get a lot of first-team reps, especially in the spring. Felder, you, uh, are you cooking tonight? Yeah, man, just easy dinner tonight. I'm kind of celebrating with the wife. Uh, the football season is over. We're moving to recruiting season now, but doing an easy dinner because I'm really focused on this wild turkey and a couple beers. Ooh, I like that. You know that Sims only drinks potato vodka. It's the only thing he drinks. Listen, I had, I had some potato moonshine a little while back, and it was the smoothest thing I've had. Potato it was the smoothest moonshine I ever drank. Yeah, potato is, is something about potato makes it smooth because well, that's what even my friends say when they have the potato vodka. They go, "Oh, this is smoother than Grey Goose or whatever else." But yeah, it's a, it's a smooth drink. That is, I will say that it is a smooth drink. He's hit the nail on the head with that one. Now I will say that I drink bourbon whiskey, and obviously Wesco, as a guy that spent a lot of time in Louisville, you know that that is a delicious treat. Oh, I mean, that's my thing. I drink bourbon every night. Hey, so I want to know who's the team to watch out for in college football next year. I mean, I know Ohio State's got a lot of the players back, but anybody that uh, that I wouldn't know or uh, who jumps out to you as a team that you think can can compete for the the title next year? Well, I'll start in their division with Michigan State. Connor, you get Connor Cook and Shalit Calhoun back. You're going to be on the map, Nick Hill. I think they got they got a couple guys who will be able to run the football. Obviously, they lose Jeremy Langford. Uh, but you look at them, and then you move to the ACC. I think Clemson is the team you got to pick there. Uh, and the SEC, I'm curious because I think Alabama is going to kind of be the odd man out. Jeremy Johnson is going to be really good at Auburn. Duke Williams is back at Auburn. They're going to find a run of that. Gus Malzahn always does. Arkansas is going to be better. I, I think Ole Miss is going to kind of take a step back because they don't have a quarterback unless they win one of these transfer lotteries. Right. Uh, but everybody else is going to be better, and Alabama won't have a quarterback. They're going to lose pieces on the offensive line. They lose Landon Collins and Trey DePriest, the two real centerpieces of that defense. Right. So I think while the defensive line is going to be really good, Alabama is going to take a step back. That might be a tough pill for Crimson Tide fans to swallow. I think Texas is going to take a take a move, move up, move, take a move up. Looking forward to see what Jared Hurd, Gerard Hurd does. I, I like, but I like oh, TCU there. How can you not like TCU in the Big Twelve? The big one for me, though, is in the Pac-12. I think the Pac-12, at least preseason, at least starting right now, that kind of way too early feel, is 
the, the Pac-12 South to me is the most interesting division in college football. You have USC with Cody Kessler back with so many weapons, with guys on defense that can plot out play. You have UCLA, no quarterback, but they get Josh Rosen, the number one quarterback recruit coming in, seeing what he can do, if he can make things work with all the weapons he has around him. You've got Arizona State. Again, they lose a ton of weapons, but Todd Grant's been putting in work. His defense started to come around towards the end of the year. I love Arizona. I think Arizona, to me, is probably the team out of the Pac-12 that I think has the best shot of getting to the playoff. A new Solomon, a sophomore quarterback. Uh, they got Scooby Wright, who's going to be a junior now. One of the best defensive players in the country. I think Rich Rodden, man, he's a hell of a football coach. I think he's got an opportunity to build something special with that team. A team full of freshmen this year, guys that are going to be sophomores and juniors next year. I think they're going to play, go and play some good football. That right there is why you got to listen to Felder. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, that was like a minute and a half rant about every college football team in America. That was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it was fantastic. If, if before you go, oh, Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame too. Well, I just, real quick, uh, to show people that you're multi-talented, can you give me a quick synopsis of, of Vanderpump Rules on Bravo? I did not get to watch Vanderpump Rules oh. last night, obviously. Sims, I'm sorry, Sims has, I'm sorry look, I was busy working. Me, no, I haven't watched either. Sims has no idea what we're talking about. Right <laughs> All I know is that Kristen is maybe my favorite. She's my second most hated character, but also most loved character on television. The only person that I enjoy watching more on television is Marnie from Girls because Marnie's also terrible, but she's fake. Kristen is real, and she spends all of her time trying to find a way to upset Tom and Ariana because she's still so hurt and bitter over that relationship. Uh Unbelievable. Obviously, Chris's new boyfriend. We're talking about the weakest dude. He's my profanity. Really weak-ass bluster. That dude is so weak. We're talking about a dude that literally, he spends his, he sins. This is a guy that lives in a little small townhouse, puts the hose, the water hose up outside so that he could wash his car and then also spray his girlfriend with the hose to do a fake photo shoot for Instagram. This dude is weak, and she's just using it so he can stay on the show. Oh, God. I say all of you are weak for watching that show. All of you. I don't know what you're talking about, what the hell the show is. But you geez. know, once once I get rid of Sims from this podcast, the Lefko and Felder combining football and Bravo conversation is gonna be absolutely epic. I'm very excited <laughs> for it. One day Lefko will be on Watch What Happens Live together. Watch if what happens live. If we ever get on Watch it. What Happens Live, we are both wearing crop tops. Guaranteed. Oh, I'm cropping it. I'm, crop, I'm cropping it up. I'm going to wear a crop top, crop pants. Are you kidding? No socks. It's all. It's game over. <laughs> Felder, you're the man. Hold on. What? What? Well, we have a special guest for you. Oh, I, I've just been instructed to say hello to Felder. Mm. I love Felder. Yes, he Nelson's here. It <laughs> it's a party, Felder. Nelson. Oh my God, we got Nelson in the building. Oh, Damn that's right. A- all right, but now we got to kick Felder. I hope you're ready to go to work because I'm going to work you to death. I can't wait for Saturday, so folks, make sure you tune in for that. Oh, look Absolutely. at that teaser there. <laughs> I'm well, in. Felder, you are the man, my friend. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Thank you guys so much. Take it easy. Hey, All right. see you, Felder. All right, again, on Twitter, in the bleachers, he could just rattle off information, man. And he is I, – I, I struggle how to describe him to people. Uh, because I find him to be so multi-talented and so multiversed, and there's—I mean, like he was saying, he was making a carrot cake, and then went, "You want to get married?" I mean, that's just Felder. Yes, he's beautiful. Yeah. He's the most honest person aside from you that I've met in a very long time. Yeah, Felder's cool. He's got a good way about him. No filter. He played yeah. at North Carolina, defensive back. Yeah, don't look like a defensive back anymore. No, he doesn't. Too many carrot cakes. But you know what? <laughs> he's a badass. He's a badass. I love that dude. Nelson in the building. What's up, guys? You're a badass. Uh, no, if Felder's a badass, I am definitely not. Are in the you same okay category. after after Oregon? Yeah, I'm fine. It's funny. I felt oh. like Oregon last night represented the entire West Coast. It was like West Coast football. Can I tell you what's funny? Everyone's- West Coast football. You can't win unless USC is your team. <laughs> what's funny is, is everyone's like, I can't believe they're wearing not wearing green. You know what I thought of when I saw Oregon? Mm. They were wearing all white. Yeah. You know the only time that you wear all white. On your wedding day, that was supposed to be Oregon's coronation. That was supposed to be Oregon's big step into becoming a woman. I hadn't heard that <laughs> take before, but everybody else was saying the last time they didn't wear their school colors 
was the Arizona game earlier this year when they wore black and pink uh, and they lost. Right. Interesting. No, I thought white was sort of to be like this is when we be, we, we make, take it to the next level. Yeah. And they were. I was disappointed. And the uniforms. I, I thought I you really know what, was. Listen, when I turned the TV on, I was like, "Oh, they're, that's all they're wearing." They splashed it with what? Some fatigue spandex socks underneath. Yeah, I would have liked the 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 old green and yellow with yeah. the Daffy Duck. What how did they, they wore- choose who won a war? How did they choose who wears the home uniform in the college football thing? Anyways, anybody? I would know? assume it's because Oregon was the higher ranked team. That's right. why Ohio State was wearing the Rhodes. What the home teams wear dark colors in football? So you want to come up with another theory hold there? On, hold on. Yeah. Okay. I really don't know, but I agree with you. Listen, the white—they were clean. The jerseys were clean. They look great, but they're great for. I think the Oregon got to game choose. Though. Yeah, right. I think Oregon got to choose. You do yeah. think so? They chose, I remember them saying that at the beginning of the game. Wow. I'm with you. The throwbacks forever. I'm all about the. Throwbacks. And why uh, does anybody know why Ohio State wore the black numbers? On yes, the top of their I think it was bags? a throwback to their 1950 or 1960 championship jerseys. I yeah. remember that too. Okay. I remember Kirk and them talking about it. I didn't. Yeah, I missed that. Um, I'm, I want to talk about Cardale more in a second, but Nelson always brings the fire. So bring the fire. Bring the fire. I mean, that was not a planned segue, Adam Lefko. But Cardell Jones is the <laughs> first topic we are going on the download. This for. is a very college football centric. And by the way, turn the music off real quick. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, and I saw people commenting on iTunes going, wow, I really hope they keep doing this podcast after football season. There is no after football season. There Always. is only every single Tuesday that we shoot, and every single Wednesday will be up unless Chris has some diabolical disease, and then we shoot on Thursdays. Yes. We are not going to stop this. We will talk about LeBron James when LeBron James. Well, I won't be able to do it next week. I got the senior ball, so I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, well, look, we I've operated without you before. I'll do it again. We'll fi- I mean, I will be back in the office on Thursday. That's why my name is in bold. Just save some Mobile, Alabama stories for the for the following, oh, yeah. following week. Okay. Can you do a Mobile, Alabama impression, what it sounds like? Uh, How do you think they're going to talk to you down there? Gosh, the last time I was down there, you know, I was part of the quarterback. I was the Longhorn quarterback. I was on the Southern team, oh. uh, and we lost, and that was a big deal. They were very mad that the South team lost to the North team. Did you hear anything uh, about it? Oh, yeah, of course. It doesn't matter what kind of game it is. There's always jerk fans, yes. So, you remember any of them? Uh no, I can just re- I can't remember specifically, but yeah, that's a that's a strong accent down there. That's like uh, going into my grandma or grandpa's house in Kentucky. Uh, Christopher, <laughs> Christopher, now I want you to get up and go to the store, and please pick me up a pound of potatoes and some corn. Uh, that's it's it's thick down there for sure. That's amazing. You're Did you like good. my southern accent? It was really good. Thanks. It was good. I, I should be good at it. I mean, half my family's from the south. Oh, your dad, when his t- twang comes out oh, a little yeah, bit, right it's out. thick. All right. Sorry. DJ Spinner. I have ADD. Cardale Jones has won the Big Ten title game, the Sugar Bowl, and the National Championship. His nickname is 12-Gauge. Yes, it is. Which weapon are you? Oh. So what weapon is Chris Sims? Let's pick it for him. I am a finely tuned, very distanced, high-tech rifle that's always you're a point. Sni- are you a sniper I'm or a automatic sniper. rifle? I'm that's a sniper. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. I'm just... <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> yep. Fine, but you, you have like a bayonet on the end because you're still like, <laughs> like stabbing people every now and then. That's what I was going to say. I, I would I would have put you more as like a, a uh, no, I, I think you're a very powerful, like, the, like a handgun, like a very powerful handgun. Like a, well, this is a southern conversation right here. <laughs> about I don't even know a handgun to say, but yes. I fine. would like to be an M79 grenade launcher. I only know that from playing video games where it's like, <laughs> shunk. <laughs> like that's, I would like to be someone that just kind of runs. It's like, shunk. Like it's, it's, you can't control it. Yeah, you're right. I am. I'm Desert Eagle point five oh. There you go. That's what I am. From, from Snatch. You never seen Snatch? Yeah, I've seen Snatch. Yeah. Snatch is great. Yeah. These guys are—they don't know what to talk about. No, yeah. Fendrick was. This is the exact concern that Josh had about this being a topic. I ran this one by him because I thought you know Fendrick cuts a lot of stuff out. Right. Sure. So I was like, "Hey, Josh, what do you think of this?" And he's like, "I'm just concerned that, about the tangent of weaponry that we may go down." <laughs> All right, well, we're done. I'm a grenade launcher. Grenade launcher. Are you cool a, with that, or did you have a different rifle. one for me? No, uh, no, I'm cool with that. Yeah, right, good. Yeah, it's just a mess. A grenade launcher. I'm a mess. I just leave messes. And it's like, it goes off and we're all screwed. Sweatshirts everywhere. DJ, spin the track. Spin that track. Wait for it. Wait for it. 
This reminds me of Lauren Hill. It does. But after parting way with John Fox, John Elway held the press conference on Tuesday, and he opened it with, I'd like to open this press conference by thanking, thank you to John Elway, uh, John Fox. Yeah, I heard That's that. That's amazing. I want you both to briefly describe your Tuesday in the third person. Sims is going to be very aggressive. <laughs> Do you know what third person is? Yeah, my own name. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, so I'll go first. Okay. Adam Lefko had to be on the F train this morning, and Adam Lefko's F train got stopped in the subway for 25 minutes, and I th- and Adam Lefko thought he was going to die, especially when one man began yelling, Are you fucking kidding me right now? I'm late for work. And Adam Lefko went, That man's late for work. I'm late for work, but I'm not going to say anything. That was my morning. That, yeah. that was Adam Lefko's morning. Right. Wow. Chris Sims is not feeling well. Chris Sims is grumpy. Saw that firsthand today. Chris Sims just wants to study some football film, but I can't do it because I'm. You said always, oh, yeah, I say Chris Sims. Oh, sorry. Chris Sims wants to watch some football film, but Chris Sims always has somebody in his office asking him about videos we're going to do three days from now. <laughs> I'm so sick of the word. Nope, nope, nope. Chris Sims is so sick of we got to prepare the graphics. Uh, <laughs> I just am. Nope. Sorry, Chris. Chris Sims is sick of that crap. Sick of it. I'm in a bad mood. No, 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 no. Chris Sims is okay, in a bad mood. We're gonna work on. We're gonna have a <laughs> to go over. Obviously, don't have the ego person. to talk in third person. That's See, I'm just not, I yeah. I do. Yeah. By the way, we're gonna check that ego because we're gonna have some Twitter and Facebook questions coming in in a little bit. But first, Stephen Nelson, Panthers GM Dave Gettleman <laughs> opened up about Carolina's offseason plans. Gettleman's has never been said so sexy. I Gettleman Gettleman might be the least sexy word I've ever heard. Gettleman? Sounds like a deli. Yeah. Gettleman. Last year, he said, this is a quote. Last year, we were shopping at the dollar store. This year, we're able to move up a class. In your days of shopping at the dollar store, what would you spend your dollar on? If he says that, that's so true, because they let every wide receiver go and every cornerback go. I'm going fireballs. Five cents a fireball. I got twenty of them. That's oh, all the I candies. Need. Yeah. Uh, so I found out that I am apparently at home eating on plates from the dollar store. They're great plates, and my girlfriend went, "Oh, they're from the dollar store." And I went, "You've got to be kidding me!" So they apparently, you? they're what are they made of? They, if I, I was like, "This is like fine china." Now, apparently, the dollar store is like a next level stuff. But do they really cost a dollar the plates? That's the question. I haven't asked her. Was it dollar store dollar, or was it like a like a multiple of a dollar? Because some dollar stores will mess with you. It's a dollar store, but it's like everything is either three dollars or four dollars. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. definitely used to when I was like moving and stuff. I would go to the dollar store and get like cups. Can't have enough cups, especially as a guy that's not clean. Like I'm, I'm not doing dishes all the time. Right. So what do you just throw them away all the time, or what? What do you mean? Well, I keep them forever, dude. I'm wearing t-shirts that I've had for like 18 years. Come on, <laughs> there you go, fireballs. That was great. Simple. Yeah. Download done. Yeah. That's it. It was three. That was it. Yeah. You what would were, you get? You guys were quick today. We were quick today. Adam Left goes always quick. Always. Damn it. Did not mean to say that. Mm. It's okay. Uh, all right, Andrea Buscemi. Um, all right, so we're going to get to the questions really quick, but uh, you've been you've been kind of going around spouting out the office because, as I was saying, everyone's kind of walking around here going, Cardale Jones is the next. Cardale Jones is Dante Culpepper combined with Ben Roethlisberger and Joe Flacco. Three games, three championships. He could throw it deep. He can run it. He can run over people. I mean, it's incredible right now, the dude's resume in three games. Sure. In your mind, though, if he were to come out, because you got to think his draft stock will never be higher than it is right now. It will never be more incomplete than it is right now. But he has no weaknesses on his game film because no one's been able to game You're, plan for him. That's just so wrong. Okay. But it's just – Tell me why I'm wrong. Well, the weaknesses, first of all, the biggest weakness he has is that he hasn't played. Yeah. No team is going to go, But you don't oh, think there's any like – We want a quarterback that's played three games in the last five years. We want him on our team. We're going to – in fact – he hasn't played in three years, but we're going to draft him in the second round because of three games. There's just no coach. Coaches are very conservative by nature, so they will not do that. Yeah, but coaches are also egotistical by nature, and they get him in there. They give him in a workout, and they go, I can turn this kid into you know, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, 
Sure, maybe. And I, and I can see it justifying maybe a sixth, seventh round pick to take him. But wow. I've heard people say, oh, he might be a second or third round pick. There's no way. There is no chance that he will be a second or third round pick just because of three football games when he was not even the main focal point of his own offense. I mean, let's let's be serious. It was all about crop top, the running game, the physicality of that. And then occasionally they asked him to throw a ball down the field, which he did a great job. He made great plays with his feet. Uh, but I think him going back to school will only improve his draft stock for the future. I gotcha. really do. To get there, just get the reps. He's on the radar now. Everybody knows him. Whether he, if he's even the backup to Barrett next year, he's going to be on everybody's scouting yeah. docket when they come into town to watch Ohio State practice. And they're going to go, oh, you know, he's getting better. And the, scariest thing, him, so. the scariest thing about Cardell Jones for me was they were doing this feature about him before the game, and they're talking about, you know, I can't believe he just came in and did this. And all the quotes from the players and Urban Meyer was – He's completely changed. All of a sudden, he cares. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, that's not what a What do you mean all of a sudden he cares? What was he before? Because all of a sudden, you could stop caring in the NFL with millions of dollars. We've seen a lot of high-profile quarterbacks do that. So you wouldn't take him till the 6th, 7th round? No, not, not at this point. No way. Okay, so he goes back. What were his stats? I'd like to hear. What, was what does he have stats? to prove to in you the game? in your mind? Yeah, I, Consistency? I just, yeah, I just got to see. I got to see more evidence. I, yeah. I really do. And, and it's just... Uh, here you are, you haven't played, and yes, he's physical and big, and he's got the strong arm, yeah. uh, but as you guys know, it's a different animal when you get to the NFL, especially mentally, all uh. that's expected on you, and then physically, like I, I understand he can run a little bit. Yeah. He ain't going to be running over NFL linebackers like we've seen him run over some of these college guys the past few weeks. 16-23, right. 242, a touchdown and an interception that was fluky. It wasn't his fault. Sure. 21 carries for 38 yards, one of those carries being a 17-yard run and a touchdown. Yes. Okay, and then what were his stats the week before against Alabama? He did well against Alabama. He also had some costly interceptions. But right. Let me ask you this question while he looks that up. Yeah. The other side of the coin, Mariota. Right. You got to sit down, watch a full game of this yeah, game. Yeah, I got to see two full games of him now, and uh, I do like him. I do think he can be a good NFL quarterback. I'm not in awe of Mariota's physical talent. Tampa Bay Bucks call you up and say, we got the first pick in the draft. I would say trade out. If you're thinking about Mariota, I'm going Winston with over Mariota. You know, I, I, I always hear this. We think Mariota has Mariota. Mariota. Sorry, I can never get this name right. You should have okay. put that on. Yeah, there. I should have put Mariota. Uh, on the but list. Mariota, I always I keep hearing that. Oh, we think Jameis Winston's already reached his ceiling, and Mariota has a bigger ceiling. Mariota. I just don't understand that thought process when Jameis Winston goes and plays another sport for four months a year and doesn't even dedicate himself to the sport. Marcus Mariota is not doing that. The other quarterbacks aren't doing that. So I think Jameis Winston still has plenty of room to grow, uh. and he's been in a pro style offense. And I've seen him get to the second, third reads, make big throws down the field, sure. win those tough, close games that we all question Mariota, which I don't question uh-huh. him. I hate that. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's, it's always funny to me, too. Well, I, I'm waiting to hear the old, you know, I like Marcus Mariota, but we're going to hear this sometime soon. He can't win the big game. Oh, He can't oh, win the big game. It's going to be a hot take for sure. The yeah. storyline for the that. next few months, let's call him out right now, right. is Marcus Mariota too nice to play in the NFL? <laughs> yeah, right. Is Marcus Mariota a system quarterback? And I think there's some validity to that sure, one just definitely. because we've seen the spread offense and the inability to transition in the past. The nice one's going to be ridiculous, though. Uh, Jameis Winston, uh, is it worth investing this much with all those off-the-field issues? Right. This draft, last year's draft was dominated by the Johnny Manziel talk. He was the guy. Right. This year, it will be the good and the evil, the heaven and the hell, the angel that is Marcus Mariota, and the devil that is Jameis Winston. No they're, they're parallel. It is going to be – they'll be tied at the hip, depending on their successes in the NFL – like Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers. Sure. In terms of they will always be followed together. Yes. Just like the Phillip Rivers and Eli Manning. Right. They're, 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 this will be that class because there is no third. There is no – well, yeah, unless Cardale, which is not going to happen. Yeah. No. There is no third guy that's even in the discussion right now. No, not in that class. I mean, you're going to have Brent Hudley who's – He's not in that class. He'll probably go in the first two rounds maybe. I don't that's know. Crazy. I'd have to watch him. Nuts. But you don't think he will? I don't think so. Yeah. The problem with Brent is – He's the same guy now that he was two years ago in college. I, I would he agree needs, with that. He needs NFL coaching. They just didn't do anything. He plateaued in his development, and so he needs to go. That's funny yeah. because Jim Mora Jr. was rumored to be a head coaching candidate for so many teams, and all of a sudden he's not being mentioned anymore. Yeah. Crazy and, how those things happen. Yeah.
Yeah. All right, real quick. I want to do some Facebook and Twitter. Josh has been farming these. He actually put – Josh has been tweeting more for us. You know that? Has jo- he? Jo- I have signed a contract that I have to say this today. Last week I called out Fendrick Lamar for his social media uh, – Inabilities. Inabilities the past few weeks. Laziness. And in the past seven days he has stepped up his efforts and become a serviceable social media manager. I am proud of him. I'm very proud of him. Thank you, Stephen. All right. So, that means a lot. So we got some questions. Yeah, and actually a lot of people are asking about the Eagles quarterback situation, so I think I'm going to package all those questions into one. Awesome. Okay. I want a little bit of music, if you could. Uh, yeah, a little bit of music. Let me uh, This is a lot left go. Music I'm and reading. Sorry. God, I'm not good at this. Um, all right, let's and again, if you would like to submit questions, you could do it via Twitter at, at Sims and Lefko. It is the podcast Twitter. It is manned by Josh Fendrick, the producer. I'd like some people to ask Josh some questions about his life and, uh, you know, his inspirations. All right. So, uh, <laughs> we have, yeah, no one wants to hear about that. Facebook and Twitter questions. Lefko, do you know Miles Laughlin? I do. Laughlin? Great guy. Uh, Will Mariota, Will Mariota stock fall within chip striking distance. Great Saturday afternoon movie, by the way. Uh, that chip was one, striking distance? Chip striking distance. It would that, be a good Saturday movie on oxygen. That also goes with Devante on Twitter who said Brett Hundley to the Eagles could be a steal. Mm. No. And then someone else asked, uh, if the Eagles have a very successful free agency and fill at least three of the four holes, why not go get Mariota? All right. What do you think? Mariota on the Eagles, Sims. Well, I think it's nice in theory. That's all they're talking about in Philly right now. It's insane. I I mean, you know, they're going to have to be patient and then just wait another few years before their team becomes legit again. I don't think he's going to be quite – you know, I understand he knows the system and all the the verbiage and language, uh, but I do think he has NFL adjusting to do. Uh, Nor do I think – like I said, I, I just worry he's going to not it's, – it's not the same passing system uh, that they do with Philadelphia as he's doing in Oregon. So he's going to have to – there's going to be a learning curve there as far as just in the pocket, the decision-making, the reads he'll have to go through. Uh, you know, I, I just don't see it as such a slam dunk as everybody else. What's interesting to me is now that Chip Kelly is in control of the, the team and the roster and he really is the GM – if you see Mariota go to 13, 14, 15, I could see Chip pulling the trigger and going up. I mean, if that's really his guy, Chip has shown in the past, Oregon is Oregon. I want Oregon. Sure. Uh, you know, may, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know what to Let's say. Let's go to here. our resident Oregon reporter, well, Stephen Elson. Here, here's the thing. For the, the Hunley to the Eagles say, Hunley was recruited by the Ducks when Chip was there. And, again, if – Brett has the right coaching. He has the, the, the tools to do that. The decision-making at the college level has is, is not been good this past year. With Marcus to chip, that'd be, that'd be awesome. The problem, <laughs> I think the issue with quarterbacks coming on the draft now is that they don't get the time right. that you used to. This position, if you're drafted where these two guys, Winston and Mariota, are expected to go, then they're going to be expected to produce in two years or less. Whereas before, you probably got a few years, yeah. depending on the situation you're in. You don't get that luxury anymore. No. I'll tell you what. Once Ben Roethlisberger had that rookie season, and then Joe Flacco did it, and Russell Wilson did it, it was kind of like, hey, let's Mark Sanchez got thrown in the fire. Yeah. You do not get drafted that early and not play anymore. Right. No. I mean, the perfect situation for the Eagles would be Foles comes back, he plays, and you get to just let, sit Mariota on the bench. But And the true thing is is that the, the first-round contracts aren't even that big anymore to where you feel like you're forced to do it. No, you you're don't gonna have to. You're not going to see another Rodgers situation, an Aaron Rodgers situation, I think, with a first-round quarterback. I just Shoot, they were trying to do that with Blake Bortles this year, and they couldn't do it. Right. No. I, I, you know, we'll see. I, I don't know about this. I'm, I'm interested to study all these guys in the draft. Draft Hunley, all of them. I did like what I saw out of Hunley at the end of the year. Did I you? like Hunley's. Yes, I like. I got to see the USC game. I got to see another game too. I do like the way Hunley throws the football. It's going to be uh, that Logan Thomas discussion. But, but they again. do scare me. I mean, the big thing that really scares me about Mariota too, like I told you earlier today, is the fact that I just never see balls outside the numbers or down the field. It's beyond ten yards. Everything is just down the middle of the field. Everything, every throw he makes is down about ten, fifteen yards right down the heart of the defense. My Goal in life is to make sure that every time you say his name by the end of the, the NFL draft is Mariota. Mario. You drive you drove a what to get here? A car. Yeah. When you in golf you make a par. Right. Right? Right. Mar. Right. Mar. Potato vodka at a bar. Bar. 
Great. Not a bear, not a pear, not a care. Great. Mariota. Thank you. Thank you very much. Are you upset by that? No. Good. Yeah, it was a waste of my time. Grow the fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> Lefko, you're cursing a lot today. I'm sorry. That's uh, because I don't have any beer. That's at least 44.45. I have that on the clock for uh, the bleep later. <laughs> that's four cusses by him, right? I think he's at three. Oh, he's, he's uh, three. I'll go to my log in a minute here and uh, see where we're at. All right. Uh, do you know Brent Adams? Yes. Okay, another Facebook question uh, from Brent Adams. Will any head coach ever be able to live up to the expectations of John Elway or Jed York? Seems like no-win situations for even veteran coaches. Well, Elway is cutthroat. Elway is so cutthroat. uh, Tim Tebow, you want a playoff game? I don't care. Gone. He wants to win, and they put a lot of money into that franchise the last two years. So I, I do understand that uh, it is a little cutthroat for me, in my opinion. But obviously, they had philosophical differences. Elway, something and, must have been going on. Well, look, we knew something was going on in San Francisco. Something well, must have been going on in Denver. Too. Yeah, I, I'm sure there was. There was the rumors there for more than half this year that this could happen. And uh, I would say uh, with Jed York and the whole Harbaugh situation, you know, I, you know, Harbaugh didn't do himself any favors out there either. So. Uh, that's one of those things. I, I'm still a little bit in the Jim Harbaugh has to prove it to me a little bit more. Jim Harbaugh took over a phenomenal situation in San Francisco. He did. It was a team that was ready the day he walked in the door. They were Best the offensive line. In the they NFL. were one of the most talented teams in football the Fantastic day he took over. Defense. So he did a good job in finding Colin Kaepernick. Uh, but for, for me to say like Jim is on the same level as brother John Harbaugh, yeah, not going to go there yet. Let me ask you this to take uh, Brent's question a, a step further. Best possible coaching candidate for the 49ers is rapid fire. Oh, gosh. I, oh, man, uh, really rapid there. Uh, now it's not rapid. Anymore. No, it's not. But I, I, I still think off the top of my head, I still think Mike Shanahan is the, the right guy out there. Best coaching candidate for the Broncos position. I would go Mike Shanahan as well. You're going to put Mike for both of them? Yeah. I think Interesting. Mike, I, I think Mike would be my top choice if I'm in San Fran, Chicago, or Denver. Why those spots for him? Uh, I just think those are teams that are uh, Chicago for the obvious situation with Cutler and that whole issue. Sure. But those other two teams, uh, I think they're teams that are kind of ready and they're still in that Super Bowl conversation. And I don't know if I'd want a first-time head coach to come in and take over that Somebody situation. Somebody has been there before. Yes, right. Gotcha. Next question. No, just, just take your time. Please. Yeah, no, I'm going to. Uh, from Ido at Aramike12, I Ooh. hope I'm saying that right, can Tampa make the playoffs next year with Winston in a weak division? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, yes, I do I do think they can make the playoffs with Winston in that division. Uh, the big thing with that division, I think Carolina, like we heard with Gettleman, they're going to break the bank. Also, they probably have the best roster in the South altogether. Uh, the South is going to be interesting, though, going into next year because man, you Saints, got, Falcons, man, they're all paper champions, and the Saints got issues. They got salary they cap issues, nobody. so they're they're not going to be able to do a whole lot unless they start cutting people and restructuring. Is there things. a better situation? I mean, look, a lot of times these first pick in the drafts, these quarterbacks go to these teams where there's no help at all. You have on one side Vincent Jackson, on the other side Mike Evans and Austin Safarian yes. Jenkins. You have big guys that a young quarterback in a time of need can just loft it up. No, that's a you team. You have Gerald McCoy, defensive tackle. Right. You have Levante David at linebacker. I mean, you got big guys at every position. They broke the bank. Alteron Werner in, in free agency last yeah. year. Yeah. Just I don't know what the hell happened to them. This well, year. the big thing was in Tedford, Offense. yeah, the offensive coordinator, and I mean, their offensive line was a mess. So yeah, they but they're 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 close. I would not be shocked if they can make this turnaround and be in the playoffs next year. <laughs> I guess you guys had nothing else to say. All right, last question uh, for this section of questions on this edition of the podcast from Koba at Ellie underscore Montana. Ken Sims eat a banana. Ooh. Yes, Sims Ken. Sims Ken eat a banana. What's his name? Kobe. Kobe. Koba. we're at 888 7th Avenue, New York City. $1,000 cash, and I'll show you I can eat one. $1,000. $1,000. What if he came I'm with not 900? lowering my standards. Hey, 900, I might do it. Oh, okay. Well, now he's looking at uh, yeah, I have no interest in wanting to eat a banana. I really don't. Texture, smell, shape, all of it. Don't like it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. What if I gave you, like, a banana walnut muffin? Sounds disgusting. 
Uh, we did We did have one more question from Mike B. at Seahawks Scout. I think we might have done this on an earlier podcast, though. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, he asked, what are your pro player comparisons for everyone on this podcast? Oh, yeah. Didn't we do this around a flag football tournament? I think so, and I think I was, what, you Algie were he- Crumpler? Or, I thought you were <laughs> yeah. Heath Miller. Miller. You were Heath Miller. Yeah, but then we played flag football, and everyone was like, whoa, he's better than Heath Miller. <laughs> were you upset that you never got to see me play? No, I really wasn't. I was unbelievable. Yes. No, I asked Nelson. I was here working. Oh, Sorry. You were unbelievable. <laughs> I burned a content kid. Burned him. And you ran over one of our guys in our office oh. who doesn't like physical contact, and you ran him over. Amir? Yes. Oh, dude, I planted I him. saw a side of Lefko that I just didn't know existed there. I was wearing like a do-rag, it, too. It's forever <laughs> burned in, in, into my mind. When we get you get put Lefko in a competitive atmosphere, he turns into a different person. Like you can be like, but some people can be competitive and also have a good time. Like Lefko will be competitive. Yeah, he and has to go. He has to be he serious. He will murder you. Yeah. with his eyes. Right. He had. He, what was the story you said on the sideline? I found you on the sideline. We were both watching a game, and I like came up to you and I asked you something about what just happened. You looked at me for like a second and a half. It was a long second and a half in my mind, and then just walked right past me. Did not say a word. Hey, and I was like, oh, we see that catch or whatever. And he let. And I was like. Big gulps, huh? <laughs> the intensity. I was focused. I was focused. I'm a champion. I'm an animal. You are a champion. Hopefully I'll be there next year. I'd like to see that. Oh, God. Chris Sims. <laughs> so many people were disappointed. Everybody who was on your team was so excited. Yeah, Josh, Josh being one of them. Josh, Lamar being one of them. And then you didn't go, and then they're uh, uh, yeah. crushed them. So crushed I, them. I do have some regrettable things to report. Sure. Uh, one is that because the only game we differed on was the Cowboys-Packers game. Right. I was, in addition to the Cowboys fans, screwed over (laughs) by that call on Des Bryant. You won divisional weekend. Hey, thanks. And I was going to pick the Colts. I thought about it, but I didn't. So I'm sorry. I just I shouldn't do that. Sims hates that. He loves to do that. Sims hates when you pick. I was going to take the Colts, (laughs) the the Patriots. uh, The Raw. The Raw. He's... Jeez. Yeah, so, so real uh, I, I do kind of want to talk about Dez. Um, I, I think it's a catch, man, and it hurts my heart. I know, I know. They've been calling it consistently that way for five years. Do you think that rule will ever be changed? No, I you don't. you think it's going to remain like that? I think it's the only way they can keep it black and white and have it be definitive. So I, I – To me, I, it's uh, like you got a guy like Dez and a guy like Calvin that when they catch the ball, like the Calvin Johnson rule – once it's in their hands, it's caught. It's not this thing where they need to cradle it. It is simply a catch, and it is on. And he has the physical abilities to stretch out. To me, that was the football move. I know. But we that- are dealing with an athlete now that can do eight things in the air before they fall. I cannot do a between-the-legs dunk on a six-foot But hoop. it's not a defined, separate act football move. I've heard Blandino say it all week, and that's the proper way. I mean, he was going to the ground the whole time. It's tough. Yeah, in the backyard, that's a catch all day, every oh. day. It just sucks. So, but we have the kind of the, the championship games that we predicted. Kind of, we did think it was going to be Denver, New England. Yep. But Indianapolis, New England, and Green Bay, Seattle. I'm excited. I am too. I really am. I mean, which this, is going to be the more entertaining game? Uh, Colts, Patriots. No, I still think Seattle, Green Bay will be the more interesting. All right, then we'll game. save that for a second. Yes, let's do a breakdown. Let's do some picks. Okay. Uh, New England, Indianapolis. Andrew Luck comes to Foxborough. Andrew Luck, if he beats Manning and then Brady, the torch has been passed. Yeah, I mean, it's already been passed in my mind, but, uh, yeah, I think that will solidify it in everybody's brains. I'm really interested in that game because, like we've seen in the years past, there's always this one team that kind of catches fire at the right time. The Colts seem to be that team Mm. playing more physical on the defensive line of scrimmage. tackling in that Denver game was unbelievable. Was phenomenal. Their secondary was phenomenal. Uh, the big thing to me, though, is the O-line. And I'm a little scared just because uh, you saw me watching the New England-Baltimore film yes. today. And New England's inability to get pressure on Flacco. Uh, if they do that with Joe Flacco, I mean, uh, Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck and his weapons and the way they throw the ball down the field, uh, I-, I think this game's going to be a lot closer than people think. I think the New England wins the football game, but I think it's going to be like a 34-31 type football game. If you give him time, his weapons are a lot better than Flacco's. Yes. T.Y. Hilton, Steve Smith, I mean, they're very comparable. And Steve Smith had success against Revis. Yeah. And I think you've always said the big weakness of Revis sometimes is 
speed guys that can go deep. Yes, it and is. Indy's got a bunch of those. They do. I know. Moncrief can go deep. I'm very interested to see how New England matches up this time because last time, if you remember right, That's right. they put Revis on Reggie Wayne. I don't think they're going to even waste Revis on Reggie Wayne anymore. I, I, I'm interested to see if they go Revis on Dante Moncrief maybe right, and then let the defense take T.Y. Hilton. And then on third downs, they put Browner on Colby Fleener. Uh, that's what they did the last time. I'm interested to see how they kind of play those matchups. What about the flip side? Gronk, Edelman, Brady against that Colts defense, which was very impressive. I just don't know if, how they're going to stop the run. I mean, they stopped the, the Broncos run. Yeah, they, are, they have been better against the run lately. They really have. Arthur Jones, I think, being back huge healthy game. is huge for, that, for, for him. Uh, the other thing I'll say, too, yeah, the, Gronk, the Gronk issue. Who's going to match up with Gronk? Uh, I guess it's going to be Laron Landry. I, I would imagine you're going to see him covering him for That's the most of the day. Matchup. But that is a tough matchup. Him and then and then the Amendola matchup. I mean, Amendola is a guy that's – he's a good receiver, better than people like to give him credit for. I, ma- I would imagine Darius Butler would be matched up on him. I think that could be interesting too. My head says Patriots. I am going to go off the limb here. Andrew Luck – is going to go into Foxborough and beat the Patriots. I don't think it's crazy. I'm, I don't think you're crazy in that. He's the best player in this game. Him That's and, why I'm picking him. Yes, he's the best player. And a lot of times in football, the wow. best player on I the can't field. I just said that. Yeah. Because I just from, like, here's my thing is they weren't able to stop the Ravens' run. I just don't think the Colts are going to run the ball because right. they don't run the ball. Right. I just think Andrew Luck is going to have time back there. I think there's a. You're taking the Patriots. I am taking the Patriots. Like I said, 34-31. But I think it'll. Be, I think it's going to be a really good game. Green Bay, Seattle. I'm taking Seattle. I am too. I can't. I, the way I can't give Green playing, Bay a chance with with Aaron Rodgers. With the hobbled Aaron Rodgers. I, really I mean, can. Aaron Rodgers is incredible, but um, that defense is so goddamn fast. Yes, it's unbelievable. Yeah, they're amazing. Cam Chancellor is the scariest human being on the planet. Earl Thomas is the best free safety. They have the best safety, Dom. They have the best safeties and the best corner in the game. Yeah. The best corner in the game. Not the best, but second. Behind Revis? Yeah. I'm still going Revis. Richard Sherman, to me, is just so smart. He's awesome. And then their linebackers are incredible. And their defensive line. And then I look and I go, okay, the Packers. They allowed 123 rushing yards to Marco Murray. Dude, Marshawn, have a big game. Turn him out. Good that, luck trying to stop Russell Wilson. I can't get that game one out of the, out of my head. That's well. Green Bay scares me altogether. I just think of like you know uh, their last two San Francisco Forty Nine er playoff games. They struggled against Colin Kaepernick. Well, geez, this is a this is way worse, different <laughs> animal. I mean, with Russell Wilson and Beast Mode, it does scare me that Green Bay defense. Um, and everyone says that Russell doesn't have weapons. I'm just going to say this right now. I think Doug Baldwin is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL. And I think Jermaine Curse can ball. I think when he has to ball, he can ball. He's got great size. Yeah. I just think their offense isn't one where they put up a lot of stats. No, they're not. And they're not they're real creative. they're situational great players. They are. I think they're very talented, too. Yes, I agree with you. They are. And is Luke Wilson the fastest tight end in the NFL that no one talks about? He's pretty fast. Where the hell is he shocked. I know. I really have. I've been shocked by him. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you with those receivers, too. They just, yeah, they're not. It's also the best home field Their defense conservative, and Russell takes care of the football, and he makes the plays at the right time. Seattle, New England, Seattle, Indy. We're not giving Green Bay a chance, and that's going to be the really close game. You know what I mean? We'll see. I, I you know, uh, the thing too, you look at Seattle. Seattle, if it did end up being Seattle, Indy, uh, Indy, Indy did beat Seattle last year. Uh, people forget that. Yes, I don't remember this. Yeah, they played in the regular season, not this past season, but the you know the season before. Right. Yes, Indy, Indy last year was like the only team in football that I think that beat. Denver and Seattle in the regular season huh. last year, if you remember right. They beat Denver in that minute, the Monday night game. The, the Super Bowl I'd like to see, though, is Belichick versus Seattle. Yeah. I would like Belichick with two weeks against that defense. Um, we've we've watched, obviously watched a lot of film. There's a few route combinations that we've seen that work against Seattle. Yeah. And I know that Bill will dial it up earlier. There's, you got to find a way to beat that cover three press bail. Yeah. <laughs> we know. You're all over it. Ugh. <laughs> uh. I feel good. Good. How long are we right Where now? Where are we going from here? Uh, 59 minutes. 59 minutes. I think it's about time to wrap it up. I think, hey, man, it flew by. Felder, the boss. I love that guy. Felder's pretty cool. 
Felder's so cool. He's not going to lose any weight, though. He's not getting in tip-top shape. You don't think so? No. no he has said that since I started working. I've him. heard it like five times, yes. Hey, man, I just like that he, he brings that fire. <laughs> um, always good to be around you, fellas. Always good to make me happy. You know, I'm going to go home. I'm going to drink bourbon made by Pappy. Pappy Van Winkle. Oh, Makes your Pappy. eyes twinkle. Makes your stuff stinkle. You did not curse today. Did I not? Just do one right now. Hold on. Stop either. the music. Curse. Fuck you, Lefko. Thank you. Music. And I hope you're not backed up, Steven. That's going to be hard to edit. Good. With the music? Yes. But Josh Fendrick, he going to lose it. He's going to snip, snip, say goodbye. Because that's my producer. That's my guy. <laughs> it's Sims and Lefko. We feeling good. You can come hang out in Roosevelt Island because that's my hood. I had no beer today. Just H2O. Make you want to say, oh, the way I go, the flow you know. It's as smooth as hydro. But in all seriousness, we ready for the bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl 49. Let's go. All right, I'm done. I love